Ramble. That was my attempt at a gremlin thing. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Guilty Pleasures, the show that loves what it loves. This week we're talking about gremlins. You know their song, little song Gizmo sings. Wait, Miles, can you do it better? That's why I should have done that. Well, hey, uh, Garrick and Kelsey are out doing the Thanksgiving festivities, but I got our producer extraordinaire, Miles B, in the studio. Hey, Miles. Woo, Mogwai. (laughs) Miles is kind of like what happens uh, if you feed Kelsey after midnight. So that's correct. We're happy to have you. A scaly sort of lizard. And very excited to have her joining us in the virtual studio today. You know her from you, season three, and the excellent podcast, Haunt the Johnsons. Shalita Grant is in the house. Hello, Shalita. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Shalita, okay, before we get into Gremlins, it is such a pleasure to have you uh, in You, which is one of my favorite shows. I almost want to call it a guilty pleasure of mine because I like it. it is... Uh, presented as mm. a a chick flick show, but it's not. It's got death. Uh-huh. It's got murder. It's. I think it's such a brilliant subversion on the rom com tropes. And in season three, you play Sherry Conrad. You are a momfluencer. You are. Uh, forgive me for saying, just perfectly one of the worst people uh, of all time. <laughs> uh, and then by the end, my absolute favorite part of the show. So so congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Yes, I love it. You know, Zach, you know, when we were shooting this, I was like, wow, it's going to be so nice. People are going to be like, I hated you. Oh, and I'm going to relish it because I got a nice face. You know, this face, this face, people want to talk to it and they they stop and they, I ended a comfortable show. So people swear they don't know me from TV. They know me from like church or like, you know, you know, you got sweet face syndrome. Sweet yeah. face syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I, get it, I was I get all it. set, like, oh, I can't wait to show people I got another side. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can make you feel other things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That <laughs> but is then awesome. But in the end, you love me because I don't mean it. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a fellow sweet facer, I, I feel your pain. It's so yes. hard to be so lovable. Mm. Yes. And I, that's too, like you were saying, like, I feel like. You is a guilty pleasure. And I was looking at you. I was like, yeah, because you got a Joe thing about you, Zach. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so no. It, it oh, yeah. nice to see like a little doppelganger situation. <laughs> like, this is a different life. This is if Zach went back. Because y'all do kind of have yeah. the same like vibe. And you're wearing a hat. It's just not blue. That's you know? right. That's it's true. It's I- the same style. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like. I do look a little bit wild. like Joe undercover yeah. right now. Now that you're uh, saying that i do see yeah uh, look garrick's not here so to punish him i wore contacts because he thinks my eyes are so beautiful but certainly in the hat i look like i could be stalking my future love interest uh yes, no further comments you, yeah. you do you do so i get it i get it you get it i get it it's good this is the first and probably last time i'll ever be compared to pen badgley and uh, i don't even want to ruin this moment i just want to take this compliment and run with it it feels great. Yeah, just keep it going. Mm-hmm. Just keep yeah. it going. Uh, I, I will say that when I started watching the show, the way that in the show you and your character uh, send up influencer culture, I turned to my fiance, Megan. I'm like, well, I'm, I should just quit. I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I need to delete all my accounts. I hate myself and who I've become. So mm-hmm. thank you, Shalita, for that, that uh, eye-opening moment. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. I always aspire, you know, with all of my characters. <laughs> to make no people hate how, homemade like, themselves. <laughs> no, no matter what they say about them, you know, like I'm always like, there's a heart in there and there's a reason, you know? So for me, it's like Sherry encompasses so many audiences. She's got the influencer audience. She's mm. got the mommy, mom of twins. You know, that's a different kind of mom. You've got, you know, like interracial dating. You've got, you know, swingers. You've got mm -hmm. like, and she just, mm -hmm. she just, you know, represents so many bisexual women, you know, who are totally into like period sinking and shit. And like, you know, like this body positivity, you know, you know, like all of that, like she just represents all of it and she sends it up. And it's mm. important because when you look closely at anything, you start seeing the bullshit, no matter yeah. where you are, you know, like to some beautiful chapel, you mm. know, you take a look and you're like, actually, this shit is really, uh, you know, sticks and clay here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how the hell do they keep this going? You know, like you can find something about anything mm -hmm. if you look closely enough. But if at the end, you know, your conclusion is, it's okay. It's, it's fine. You know, it's, I think that that's great. <laughs> well, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Genuinely my favorite part of the season. And the swingers episode is one of the most fun hours of television. <laughs> This year, so I will say no more, but uh, to our listeners, they should check it out because it's yeah. just a blast. But we're not talking about you today. We are talking about no. you. Uh, no. we're, talking about, we're talking about Gremlins. So Gremlins, the 1980s Joe Dante mm -hmm. classic. Uh, I can give a little synopsis and then I want to hear, actually, I want to hear it first. Shalita, what does this movie mean mm -hmm. to you? Oh, you know, um, I'm going to keep it real, real with you, Zach. Um, you know, when you asked me what what I wanted to see, everything like that, I was like, oh, you know what? I just watched Gremlins on Netflix. Oh, so you Netflix, thought it'd be easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like something recent, you know, something recent, you know? Yeah. So for me, Gremlins represents a very recent moment in my life where <laughs> I, I look back. Um, <laughs> well, let me say this. Let me say this. <clears throat> I really love horror films. Hell I love, yeah. I love horror. I love all the subgenres. There's some shit for me and everything. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I love it all. And I've got my many reasons. One of them are is that uh, the horror genre, right? Like, it's one of the 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 most like consistent genres with that you I can count on that'll have like a strong female lead, right? Mm -hmm. And and you know, there is the final girl of it all, right? So basically, this girl, like, goes through life, right? Just, like, totally unassuming, sometimes, like, super innocent, sometimes super not. But then, like, the craziest shit happens. She might lose fingernails, toes, <laughs> arms. She's oh going to lose family oh. members, definitely. Selena, please. <laughs> yeah. She's so going to lose show. lovers. <laughs> yes, definitely. But you know what? By the end of it, she killed the monster. Mm -hmm. And she limping up out of there. Horror is where the sweet faces of the world get yeah. to yes. rise up. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I was, like, busting my ass in L.A. when I first got here, <clears throat> Let me tell you something. I decided to make friends with my emotion of disappointment because that emotion, <laughs> disappointment, listen, when you like figure out what that is, 
you realize like, wow, like my reaction to this emotion makes me do some crazy shit. Mm. And so I was like, I'm going to be disappointed a lot. I'm an actress. It's, it's just gonna, <laughs> It's just the name of the game. So I have to figure out how to get fine with rejection and disappointment and like, you know, having hope and having a really good imagination and being able to like see myself there and I like sign the contract and then to get the call that you didn't even make it past the second callback. It's like, are, are you fucking kidding me? I need that money. I would hate watch shit that rejected me and I would laugh. It would be my favorite thing to do. And I had a lot of things to watch because I got rejected from a lot of different places. So I used all that time I wasn't working looking at those projects. Yeah, a follow-up guilty pleasures episode where you just shit on every role that turned yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I was like, actually, didn't want it anyway. This looks like shit. Damn you know? right. <laughs> yeah, take that, Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Your idea actually sucked. So yeah. you know what? Yeah. Turns out I don't want to be Thor. Thanks very yeah. much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Captain America. Who? Yes, mm -mm. yes, yes. I I no, I turned my nose up at a couple Oscar winners too. It's like, oh fuck off, you know? Yeah. Who cares about those statues? <laughs> you hear us, Benedict Cumberbatch. That's right, Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, We're coming Cumberbatch. for you, Cumberbatch. <laughs> Get stuff off. Are you actually British or is it pretend? Okay. Exactly. I didn't buy that accent. I don't buy Everyone that for a second. Moron. You're from Kentucky and we know it, yes, Benedict. Exactly. Not and that's the good part. <laughs> Not the good part of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And by the way, I would argue that the, uh, Gizmo the Mogwai is the final girl of this movie. Yes, yes. I believe so. And you know what? Also Mog got turned down for Thor, you know, just so for Gizmo. Sweet. He's so sweet. Like he, he got through it with sweetness. Like mm -hmm. the whole time, no, none of the humans wanted to kill him. Actually, mm -hmm. the person that was actually kind of, he was stolen from, came back and got his ass. Mm -hmm. He was like, <laughs> the mother ones, Hell they can yeah. blow up, get burnt, whatever, who cares? Yeah. But this one right here, we gotta keep. And that Gizmo's actually a is a really good, mm -hmm. a good moral. That's yeah, right. Listen up, kids at home. Save, save the gizmos in your life. Uh, let yeah. me hit us with a quick synopsis and then we'll yeah. dive in, all right? So, Gremlins, if you have not seen the Steven Spielberg produced Joe Dante 1980s classic, follows Billy on Christmas time when his dad brings home a mogwai, a mysterious Chinese creature of sorts. And it only comes with three rules. Say it with me. No light, light. No, no, light. No, no water, water. no food at midnight. What is good rules <laughs> in general? No bright lights. Good rules for people. Yeah, I mean, want... hold on. The third one. The third one only. Yeah. Third, one, third one is good, but I, I guess I no water. Carry on. Have a have a controlled <laughs> no. diet. Lurk in the shadows. That's, That's the key right. <laughs> to yeah. being a good person. And don't drink water. No. God forbid. Don't do it. <laughs> and wouldn't you know that dastardly Billy, why he breaks mm. all three of those rules. You stupid little, God damn it, Billy. Mm. Uh, and then he's got the, the Mogwai's duplicate. They become mean old gremlins. They make, mm -hmm. they, they wreak havoc. And guess what? Billy and Gizmo, they got to save the day. That's this right. is gremlins. Miles, I've made you uh, sit and... Uh, sit quietly while I've just gushed about Shalita for a long time. So I want to know yes. you—you you grew up with this movie, <clears> as did I. This is like just in the back of my consciousness. So what? What is it for you? 
I probably haven't watched this movie in 20 years. Uh, and uh, I remember it as being a masterpiece. And I loved this movie as a kid. I wanted a Mogwai. I remember specifically being like, asking my parents for Christmas, like, is can I get a Mogwai toy? Can I get like some sort of thing? Because Mogwai is so cute. And watch this movie. I, most of it, I was like, this is baller. I love this movie. <laughs> it's like three different movies. It's a regular yeah. Christmas movie at the beginning. It's a thriller in the middle. And then it's Jackass with Gremlins at the end, which is <laughs> so, it's so jarring. The, like, the separation between those movies is so crazy. And we will get into it. But uh, yeah, I wanted a uh, Mogwai so badly. And uh, unfortunately, Gizmo only looks cute every third shot. And otherwise, and he looks terrifying <laughs> in the other ones. So I was expecting to be like, oh man, I even remember like we were, I was watching in the living room and I was like telling, you know, my wife and, and our roommate, I was like, you know, oh, Mogwai, he's so cute. Gizmo's coming. He's coming. And I was like, that is not what I remember him looking like. He looks fucked up. Well, let's, let's let's jump in right in there. Let's let's talk about Gizmo. I mean, Shalita, did you ever have those same uh, childhood fantasies uh, of keeping him? Yeah, I remember Gremlins like it, like it's a vague memory. It's been same, about twenty five years since I watched it, but yeah, like I did think that he was super cute. But because of my love of the horror, every October I have a private film festival, right? And so a lot of times I pull stuff back from the past. And I pulled out Hellraiser. Remember Hellraiser? Yeah. yeah. Now that movie scared the cowboy shit out of me, okay? When I was like eight years old, like I was fucking terrified. Didn't need to see it again because I was like, that is literally the scariest movie on the planet. I pulled that piece of shit out to day you could see the track that the monster comes on like it's just raggedy as hell like the special effects are no longer special like it's just a piece of shit right now it's just like i was scared it is there's well, something crazy about the way that like this era of movies our brains filled in some of the details and i kind of yeah. i miss that because mm -hmm. you are right miles you go back gizmo I mean, he sounds adorable. The sounds yeah. that he makes, I think, is what really lasts in our mind. Now. Yes! <laughs> but then his little face, you're like, oh my God, oh, what fucking old mutated monkey is this? He looks yeah. like a, he looks like a toy. Like he yeah. just looks yeah, well, he like is. a toy. Yeah. Yeah, like, a toy. <laughs> yeah, it's like your worst, like your best childhood dream that the toy will come alive, mm -hmm. like come true, I guess. But it's it's also like it can't get wet or it'll like so many rules. and reproduce. Yeah. I, I had so I had an intense fantasy as a kid of having a pet monkey. And I think that this character is very intelligently designed to have what's cute about a monkey, but it's shorter, it's stouter, his face mm -hmm. is white, he's got the big cute ears like from a puppy dog, and his voice, and he talks, he speaks, he understands us like we all wanted to have a dog that we could talk to and the dog understands us. So it just Yay. like at its very core level, it gets that uh, uh, desire that we all have and just mm -hmm. checks every single box. It almost feels like a cheat code. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's exactly that, Zach. Like that's so good because I just finished the the ending about five minutes before we got on. So it's fresh, uh, if you will. But um, the last thing that the, um, the, the previous owner says, he says, you, you all treat 
the mogwai, like you treat everything in nature. Oh, yeah. beautiful. And, and, and like, that's so prescient for like the moment we're in right fucking mm-hmm. now with like climate change and like everything that we aren't doing, won't do, are in denial of. And we're just kind of like, Billy and them just like whoops uh oil spilled it's a spill yeah like, that's what we call it we literally call it an oil spill not a fucking oil disaster yeah. an oil it's oopsie exactly it's an oopsie <laughs> just like the fucking dad like I know we're gonna talk about the log wide, but I can't wait to go in on the dad but go on we're in it Go, 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 fucking lay into the dad. Go, the inventor go. Dad. Okay, so go. the father is a really good, like just ripping off of what you said, Zach. Like, <clears throat> I'm going to be super direct about it, but like, yeah, I, I'm i going to put it out there. Going to put Say it, it out He's there. He's not a real person. He's no, I, I'm not going yeah. where you think I'm going. I'm going to go somewhere completely different. I don't think that we should be having exotic animals as pets. I don't yeah. think, I think the law should just fully outright, that's not for us because yeah. we don't fucking know what we're doing and they're expensive. And as mm-hmm. much as us Americans love to think we're all fucking rich, we're balling out of control, we're fucking broke as a joke. We are one broken bone away from the corner, okay? All of us. So, <laughs> you know, we shouldn't have expensive animals that require a lot of care. We yeah, just yeah. shouldn't have that right. We and should so go back in time. Time, get a time machine. Find yes. childhood Zach who said, I want a pet monkey. Smack that no. motherfucker in the face and say, no, no baby Zach. No monkey. And then that, no, no monkey for you. It is very irresponsible. It is. But the father is representative of that very, like who we are as a culture, like how we behave. Oh, First of fucking all, mm-hmm. we all think, <clears throat> we there's like this very, <laughs> like very throat. American thing about us where we all think that we're much better at our jobs than we actually are, okay? Mm. The father, he called himself an inventor. No, he is not. Nope. In fact, he's a waster of time no. and an yeah. injurer of people. My because- favorite type of character in any media is the idiot, bad inventor father. It's him, Stu yeah. Pickles. It's such a funny, mm-hmm. specific trope of dad who thinks he's gonna come up with a better way to invent, to do things and invents the worst version. But I'm yes, sorry, please go on. Yes, or or it just doesn't work. It just it, doesn't work. It's useless. It is, mm-hmm. he took all of his life force, worked on this thing, and it doesn't fucking work. The bathroom so, buddy? Come on. I mean, yes. the, the bathroom buddy is a mess. I, I don't know. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> the juicer, the like t- nothing. The toaster. It's like Some of the best basic. laughs in the movie when like the egg crack doesn't oh, yeah. work. And, crack, oh, it's just yes. so funny. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> and so he, he fucking like used his money and I love when the guy came back and he fucking dropped the little $200 like fuck this money. He uses his <laughs> money and, and like his negotiation techniques with a child, yeah. okay? And swindles a child out of the mogwai and then proceeded to wreak havoc on his own community, almost lost his child several times. And had no remorse. Yeah, no remorse from him. There was no remorse. That last scene is so unsatisfying. It's he just yeah. made an oil oopsie. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't have any, like, you just killed an old lady, even though she was a major bitch. But she's dead. <laughs> yeah. She's dead, and she would still be alive had you not done any of the things you did before. There and is a science he- teacher with a syringe in his ass. Oh I can't my believe God, the 
Lions change. I can't believe they killed Mr. Hansen. I felt like Love that guy. It. That was devastating. By the way, this movie is brutal. There's just so many brutal things happening in this movie, and like people for sure died. I, it was good to see the the like racist guy who was drunk driving around. Good to see him get hit by a dump truck or whatever they yes. back into him. I was like, great. Snow plowed to fine. oblivion. We all yeah, love that. That was gratifying. It was good to see the the. <laughs> I don't know why. We, we stand a racist getting snow plowed. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, love that. We don't see it enough. That so was great. It's just like, so, oh, again, it's great. <laughs> she didn't deserve it, but the woman who went up the stairs and shot out the window, hilarious. <laughs> I mean, come on. That was great. It's, if you do not laugh at an old woman getting yeeted out the window <laughs> because her uh, accessibility... What uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Like the, she did nothing wrong. It just this was so poor funny. lady who just gets shot out the window like a cannon. Oh God! It's just it. it in the movie is very cartoonish, right? It and yeah. it's, Joe Dante loves B movies. This mm-hmm. is a B movie with an A movie budget, produced by some of the best people in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. So you get that joy and like it is. It's a it's a dark movie, but it's really funny, really weird. It's really funny. And I was surprised at how dark it was because I remember as a kid, I like loved it. I think I was a little scared of the, what are they even called? The Mogwai, but li- the Gremlins. The Gremlins. Oh, the Gremlins. obviously, obviously yeah. the Gremlins. But the title. Uh, yeah, it's the, the titular title. role. I should have read the title. But, <laughs> the titular uh, role. It's horrible to watch like Gizmo get, um, when he's like regurgitating the other Gremlins, it's horrifying. He's like screaming yeah. in pain. I, yeah. All the moments when the Mogwai were like being hurt, I, or even the shot, he's like giving one of them the shot. It, uh, the uh, Mr. Hansen's like, you know, giving, he's like taking blood or something. Even the like syringe, that. and he's. It's terrifying. This movie is fucking teddy bear torture porn. You are watching the most adorable, (laughs) precious creature on the planet being brutalized. They Mm -hmm. hang him up on a dartboard as he's shivering (laughs) uncontrollably. Terrible. It is so heartbreaking. And and yes, the moment you talked about, so they they dump water and they're like, okay, again, motherfucker, three rules. There are three rules. Fucking rules, oh Billy. Yeah. Billy. Okay, and he has a glass of water. Just oops, a little fucking oopsie oil spill onto his new incredible yeah. magical pet, and it's back bubbles with boils, oh. and bu- bu- it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. And I think, like, okay, just going with this, just just keep it going, just keep it keep going. It. Is that their their lack of empathy for the pain that this beautiful creature it feels is so like us we don't give a fuck we like yeah that probably do hurt but it's cool look like we don't care it's so savage it's so fucked up i am okay genuinely ecstatic that you brought this up so early and that you brought it back here so because this is like, it's a silly movie. Mm-hmm. We remember it's like, oh, it's the movie about the cute thing that becomes the scary thing that kills stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are so many possible, very insightful social commentaries that you can extract from this movie. And I yes. was stunned rewatching this as an adult man. Like, I remember it vaguely as a kid. I don't even know that I ever actually saw it. I just knew mm-hmm. that I was terrified of feeding a pet at night. That's it. That's my lasting <laughs> legacy you from it. the last rule, too. The last rule is a good That's the one. But so so you have uh, the commentary of like how we um, don't treat the planet right and the natural resources, right? But there's also a ton about consumerism. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that it's no mistake that this movie 
takes place at Christmas that the father's first impulse when he sees it is, oh, we could sell this. And I forget his last name, but he calls it like the Porter Pet or whatever their last name is. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just about, hey, we're going to extract from the world and sell it. Like, it's no mistake that, by the way, he's like, he just discovers this new Chinese thing. And he's like, I'm going to sell it to white people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot in there. And I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, that's so right on. Like, that's so fucking right on. I'm so glad you took it there too, though, Zach. Like, wow, like, love that. So I'm going to meet you there. So I got, like, a, I got a deeper level coming up later. Just yes, wait. Oh, I'm going that. deeper. Fucking, going yes, under. this is good. This is great. Okay, so Make it real. I'm going to meet you over there. Then you can take me deeper. So, yeah, I felt the same fucking way, man, because... <clears throat> You know, the whole thing that you said about like the dad and like he was mediocre. He was mm -hmm. at best. He's mediocre. <laughs> at I best. mean, the <laughs> truth is he's fucking a danger. He's a danger. OK, that's the truth. And so he just like you said, stumbled into this Asian, the Chinese, mm -hmm. you know, Chinatown and fucking find something. And then the first thing and this is something that, you know, I it's it's kind of close to me. Right. Like. I I have a thing about the the capital capitalizing on everything. Mm -hmm. Like I really it's such a bad habit that we have as a culture that if you see someone being good at something mm -hmm. or enjoying something, you automatically encourage them to like make money doing it, which mm -hmm. is a completely different energy, man. And so he found this beautiful, rare creature and immediately thought I could capitalize off of this. And why is that? Because he can't capitalize off of anything else mm -hmm. he's ever done. He's mediocre yeah. white man he's yeah. a bad and yeah, he just sees right. this like this this beautiful like very rare opportunity to to like connect with this animal that's actually because it's only three rules it's the easiest fucking pet you'll ever have it's easier than a dog it's easier mm -hmm. than a cat and you fucking gave it it just like when he got it it was like the getting of the thing was more important than the having of it yeah. because he didn't sit down with his son and just like, hey, you know, he was like, hey, I got this thing for you. You know, aren't I great? Didn't that make you feel good? Got some plans for it. Take care of it. But there there was no genuine authentic connection or or mm -hmm. even like a genuine like spirit of like, hey, you know, this is rare and it only comes with three rules, but it's really important that we follow this. And he was like at the inventors conference, you know, he like he dropped it off and then went went to do what? I don't know. Hang out yeah, with the other nothing, inventors. Nothing important. No. Nothing of, of, of success. No. And I actually and I, on that same note, I loved that uh, the, the love interest, Billy's love interest in this was like, no, fuck Christmas. Christmas is bad and everyone's pretending to be happy and they're all depressed. And I was like, OK, yep. I like this. This is like yep. a really interesting angle that I haven't seen before. Yep. And also, the yep. oh, my God, the story about, that she tells at the Jesus end about his dad. Fucking Christ, the story of her dad dying. That oh. is the most. <laughs> Out of left field, truly shocking to my core, like gasped, jaw dropped. I had to rewind to be like, no, what's the context that I missed? 
Holy fuck. Who wants to? I don't. I'm afraid to say it. It's like a Black Mirror episode. The dad is like. In the middle of this children's movie, the most dark, twisted, fucked up thing. Because, by the way, this is rated PG. This is a P. That's crazy. That's so crazy. This this movie says uh, maybe your parents should be there, but you know it's suggested. (laughs) This is a children's film where creatures are in blenders, splattering blood. (laughs) Where a mom takes a butcher knife and stabs a pet until it dies. (laughs) This. This is a children's film where a dog gets hung up on a string of lights left out in the cold to die. Yeah. Oh, and this is a children's film in which a main character recounts the story of why she hates Christmas. Her father disappeared Christmas week and they were waiting and they said, Daddy, are you coming home? No. Daddy, are you coming home? No. So finally she goes to light a fire and that's when they notice the smell and they open the fucking chimney and they find her father dressed in a Santa suit and he died in the fucking chimney. Are you kidding me? That's horrifying. Are you kidding? It's so terrifying. Horrifying and hilarious. Because that is really unnecessary. So unnecessary. Unnecessarily gruesome. What does that have to do with the movie? And they don't nothing. I'm a smart man. I I I went to a film college. I write scripts. (laughs) I think about uh, messages. I don't know what the fuck that has to do with this movie. And it is so. No. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dip. Dip into my fun facts at the end here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the studio said, "Hey, Joe, maybe take out the part where the dad gets stuffed <laughs> yeah. in a chimney, breaks his neck, and dies." And he says, "No, for me, that is the movie." <laughs> <laughs> that's baller, though. The, to be like, yeah, fuck off. Like, no, that's the whole movie. Is that there's a dead Santa in a <sighs> chimney. <sighs> Oh, wow. I'm out of breath. I am. I. I someone else talk. I need. To, I I'm need a sweating. Cigarette. I, I, th- I love the darkness in this movie. I mean, again, this movie starts. It's very regular. It's just a Christmas movie. <laughs> the like, it's just super like basic. oh, super basic. He's getting a gift for his son, whatever. And then, like, by the way, there's a million plot lines that are never like brought back. Like Finish. his friend yeah. from work. That's like, oh, I'm the, Judge the manager. Yeah, Fucking exactly. great Judge Reynolds and this shit disappears. <laughs> Incredible disappears. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad plays a cop in this for like five seconds. And no he's, he's one of the cops in the cop car. And I was like, is that Mike from Breaking Bad? And it was really quickly. And then he's gone. But I, I so much of the darkness is offset. Like it's like that moment where she's telling about her dad dying in the Christmas tree is five minutes after a 10 minute sequence <laughs> Of gremlin, of what I would call gremlin black box theater. There is gremlins with lipstick. They're doing movie tropes. They're like running around, and the bartender is just fucking serving them. They're smoking cigarettes. Like the most batshit sequence. I I can't even really understand it. Gremlin, they're playing poker. He like pulls out a gun and shoots. It's all these movie tropes. I've never seen anything like that in a movie. And and I was also just like, this is long. This is really long. Like, did the studio have have no notes on this? It's It's almost two hours. 
hours. That's an hour and 42 minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into more fun facts because it's just perfectly timed. Please. Uh, yeah. One of the studio notes to Joe Dante and, and executive <laughs> producer Steven Spielberg, after seeing the first cut, is that they said there were too many gremlins. And so Spielberg... <laughs> Uh, proving forever that he is the goat of all goats, uh, suggested cutting them all out and calling the movie People. <laughs> Which is so just saucy. Like, so that's saucy. how you wow, give it. Oh, yeah. I know. If I would have got that note back as the executive, <laughs> like, like exactly like, like I would, exactly how you were reading it, how you were saying it, is how you would read it. And then you get to the end and you'd be like, Cut so much deeper than saying fuck you. It's just like yeah. St- Steven looked him in the eyes through through words and it's said, You are dumb and you yeah. will never be even close to as great as I am. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it'd be like, all right, just don't worry about that note. Why are we even bothering him? You know how he's rude. If Did we you guys- didn't want to have a bad day, we should have said no notes. <laughs> So speaking of, of Stevie Boy, did you notice the credits of the opening credits of this movie is just like a who's who of, yeah. of who shaped Hollywood for the next 20 to 30 years? Um, and you're looking at me, so maybe not. Okay, so we've got Spielberg <laughs> produce this. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy produced this, uh, mm. like the, the heir to, to the Star Wars world right now, uh, oh, wow. written by Chris Columbus. That was the stupidest way to say that, by the way. The Star Wars world? What the fuck? I, I, I have a podcast. Jesus. Uh, you guys yeah. don't nod and, and enable yeah, yeah. me. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Written by Chris Columbus, who wrote Goonies, Home Alone, directed a little movie called Harry Potter. Uh, I mean, it's just oh like God, the yeah. talent behind this film is kind of staggering. So it's, it's astounding, you know, that... I mean, they're not wrong, but they're also not right that, you know, like the horror of it, like how hilarious this fucking movie is, like these egregious fucking details, like it's knowing everybody that was involved. It was like, so all y'all just agreed to let this shit fly, huh? This yeah. Was, it's horror. It y'all. felt like, like a direct, was this made after Jurassic Park? No, it yeah, wasn't. I don't know. Because I feel it, like there's a lot of Jurassic Park elements in this. I was thinking the whole time, it's like, what if Jurassic Park, instead of dinosaurs, they were just wacky little buddies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can we do a Google search real fast to find out? Yeah. Because Jur- Jurassic he Park was. got inspired by some of the elements of Gremlins that he actually genuinely liked. Jurassic he Park was, was like, 93. I don't even think the book had been written yet, the Michael Crichton book. So, yeah, I mean, 1984 gremlins came out so yeah, i mean that's that's nine years earlier that's that's a full decade that's, that's wild. That, yeah that's so crazy. that's really good like i don't remember jurassic park that well to yeah. like make that connection but fuck <laughs> yeah like the movie was baller like it was fucking crazy the gremlins they have made an impression on the culture. Like mm-hmm. we use that word and it means something to all of us. It means the same thing. Even if you don't remember the plot, even if you don't remember still by still the movie, mm-hmm. like you know what the fuck a gremlin is, right? And we have a version of that. Like I got two gremlins on my bed right now. Like it's just like- <laughs> we, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie really made an impression on- the culture mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's it's I can understand why 
he would have a lot of those elements in his later work. Like, yeah, we, um, I would love to talk a little bit about acting since we have a professional actor here. Uh, <laughs> because uh, the lead, Billy, or as I refer to him, Marty McNaught So Fly, was driving me fucking insane in this movie. I, I just, I don't know whether to blame him or the direction. Like, clearly he was not the important part of it. But why did he yeah. not once in the movie go, holy shit! What the fuck is going? Like he just sat there and watched things. Did, did that? Yeah. Did that tick you off as as a performer? I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, no, it didn't because <laughs> sometimes things make sense to us as audience members because we're watching it. But like everything an actor does, especially on like TV and film, a lot of it's not even their idea, you no, know, no. like they, they have, and knowing like how many big wigs were a part of this, like it, it was probably micromanaged. He was a terrible actor. <laughs> like I think that <laughs> just, just across the board, terrible, terrible, but he wasn't the only one, you know, no, like there were a lot of terrible yeah. actors in this movie. I'd say and exclusively so, almost. <laughs> yeah, exclusively almost. Yeah, come on. She was delightfully terrible. Like, yeah. she was terrible, yeah. but she was delightful. There was something delightful <laughs> about that lady, but she was bad at acting. Yeah. Like, all the emotions, didn't believe a single one, but she was great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that didn't bother me. It wasn't one thing. It was really all of it. Um, and so I don't know why they made the choices that they made. Maybe it was like, I like this your insight more about our ideas, like I, more about the gremlin, the monsters, 100%. like getting that, looking at that note, like it's not about the people for him. It's about the gremlins. Like, so if the people were like great actors, maybe it would have taken away from the gremlins, you know, I <laughs> we don't, don't know. have time for characters. We're here to watch gremlins break dance, baby. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. I, uh, that, that actually that leads me to a question I'd love to pause at. How, <clears throat> how smart are the gremlins? Because, okay, it starts out and <laughs> Gizmo's a hamster. He has no, he's not smart. Gizmo's, <laughs> Gizmo doesn't know anything. He, Gizmo's cute. He can sing and that's fun. <laughs> By the end of uh, it. Well, I will say, Miles, he can okay. play the piano. He can, okay, play the piano. he can play the piano. He does play some mean keys. Yeah. By the end of it, they are like they understand electronics. They're like hacking into the the street lights. They're like you know Movie using projector. They're yeah, using a projector. They're t a lot of them are talking. Gizmo yeah. gets a driver's license. Yeah, Gizmo, exactly. They're driving cars. Like I guess that all is all over the place. Also, for some reason, they understand pop culture. Like I feel like they're doing like movie spoofs in the bar. Yeah. Like the lipstick and the wig. That the one girl yes. I was like they go to happening? a movie theater they go to the projector room I'm I'm a human I've been around movies I don't know how to use a projector they, Not at they all. I'll sit in a seat and they put on a, on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs how did they do that from the beginning they chose the right reel oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it wasn't upside down nothing yeah the the gremlins were really smart and super dumb because then there is that like seven minute sequence that i called a thousand ways to kill a gremlin where mm -hmm. she blends them she microwaves them she boils them oh, she so stabs fun. them she bats them she you know like there was just like she was taking them one by one but can i tell y'all something <laughs> Okay, so don't tell nobody, okay? Yes, okay. But, um, <laughs> okay. Did you kill someone, Shalita? Did you kill somebody with a No, 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 no. You know, when I watch uh, the, um, when I watch 
movies with uh, fight sequences, mm-hmm. one of the things that I look for is what the other people are doing. Okay. And when you do that, it ruins the whole movie for you. There are great movies that are nominated for Oscars. No. And if you look at what the other people are doing while the fighting is happening, <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like sometimes all they're doing in the background is this. No. <laughs> and like there's like, it's an opportunity for the actor to go one mano a mano. Yeah. And then like, Knock him out, and then ooh, someone's behind me, and then mano a mano. <laughs> but the other sixteen people, like Just if you look at Kill wind. Bill, if you look at Kill Bill, they're doing Michael Jackson choreography. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like thirty people. It is thirty people just like boo walking and doing yeah. like shit with their hands. So the gremlins are smart, but in that sequence, a thousand ways to kill a gremlin, they are just as dumb as humans. <laughs> they're waving <laughs> around. Because they're just waiting around for an opportunity to like get the 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 oh, main God. character. You've ruined every kitchen. movie possible for me. I refuse to pay attention to that. How? <laughs> you? Uh, we we've gotten to the point of the podcast where I think it would be uh, we'd be remiss to not mention uh, this. Mm. And I promised you earlier that I was going to go deeper. I was going to go deeper oh, no. on on my reading of the movie. But uh, from the first frame of the movie, you go, oh. This is going to be sort of racist, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I know exactly what you're about to talk about. In so, the Chinatown. It brings yeah. us into Chinatown and it is like seedy Chinatown, red light district. We mm-hmm. have, um, I don't know if he ever gets a name, but the original owner of, of the Mogwai. Mogwai, yeah. yeah. He, he's uh, uh, smoking a pipe. He's, he's an old Chinese man with, a, with like a glass eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. He's got yeah. traditional garb. And yep. you go, okay, y- you kind of just note it. Interesting. Um, that mm-hmm. makes yeah. me mildly uncomfortable in, in the mm-hmm. modern day, but maybe mm-hmm. that flew in 1982, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go on a little bit of monologue for a little bit here, and I'm going to have you guys jump in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing to do. So this was pop. This idea was popularized in Justin Simeon's Dear White People. I don't know if you've heard this, but there's a, a moment where Tessa Thompson uh, – writes a paper that gremlins is all about suburban white fear of black culture and she and then tessa thompson's character goes the gremlins are loud they talk in slang and are addicted to fried chicken and freak out when you get their hair wet so i'm like i was like that's so funny wow i want to watch this movie through that lens with that lens Uh uh-huh and what i got is actually not just a movie about suburban white suburban fear of black culture but just xenophobia all over so oh, much definitely. so that I, I cannot believe that it's not the actual genuine intention of the movie. And I'm curious if you guys picked up on that at all. But in the first 10 minutes, you have this this the old white racist mm-hmm. ranting about how foreign cars are worse than American built cars. Yeah. Right? And like, why is and they bring that back three times. You have this character ranting about like ah these damn gremlins, these these foreigners come in American maids the best. Okay, I have so much. I like literally wrote a fucking <laughs> thesis paper in my notes. Uh, okay, so it was like an Adderall notebook. Or just I, yeah, I really, yeah, I was exactly. going, I was feeling it. So what I think it actually is the the, the 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 lens that I watched it through, and then I 
found a really brilliant article by this woman, Wendy Allison Lee, where she talked about, she's an Asian American woman, and she talked about how it's about the white suburban fear of black Americans, but also the the model minority myth in Asian communities. And Gizmo, he's our model minority, okay? He's meant to be the help. He's good. He's the good one. He's the good boy. Literally. He's the good one. He's a magua, but that's some Chinese name. I don't know. I call him Gizmo. He seems to love it. This all tracks. Yeah, that that all totally tracks for sure. Because I I I remembered especially like when the guy is going off, I was like, oh, is the name Gremlins from like, he was he was like, oh, I was in the war and like there were Gremlins. I was like, Jesus Christ, that is so blatant and like learning, Like learning like that it's a it's a it's a word that they used over there for, you know, the Vietnamese or something like gypped. Oh, means man. gypsy. Yeah. And it's something that we just say, but it, it yep. actually has like a mm-hmm. terribly racist history. Yeah. yeah. By the okay, way, gypped is, gypped is something that was in my vocabulary until like a year ago because yeah. I had no yeah, idea. Sure, and yeah. a Shy Guys fan uh, called me out on it and I was quite grateful that they did. Um, uh, okay. So his name, Gizmo, literally means gadget, which is to be right. the helpful little sidekick. You're my helper. You are my Gizmo, right? You're the good... Like, so Asian Americans are expected, as the model minority, expected Mm -hmm. to be good, expected to be helpful, expected to sing a song and make us happy. Then uh, we contrast that with how they portray the gremlins, right? Uh, We talked through the ones that they say in in, uh, uh, Dear White People. But they are addicted to fried chicken. They're, we have that crazy sequence that we talked about, Miles. They mm-hmm. are, they're drunk at the bar. They're breakdancing. There's literally one who wears a balaclava, a face mask, and mugs her with a gun. These are oh, like, yeah. all, I forgot about all of fucked. the fear. Yeah. And by the way, this is happening at an Irish bar, the original uh, suburban <laughs> white fear of the foreigners. This is just like right. xenophobia, the movie, and the gremlins are just portraying everything that we, that white suburban America fears is going to come in. I mean, this is like literally there goes the neighborhood, the movie. I rest my case. Yeah. Wow. That all totally fucking incredible, right? And crazy. And yeah. it's also crazy that like, you're, you're correct. Like that probably wasn't the original intention, but that fully tracks. And it's, it's like all stupid, there. It, the xenophobia tracks throughout the whole movie. Yeah. The guy, yeah. The, the fucking, uh, the racist guy that we were talking about, they were, they're, they're sympathizing with him at one point and they go, <laughs> oh, he's been like that since he lost his job. He just wants someone to listen. And I'm like, that's literally what they say <laughs> yeah, about racist white people. Like, dumb. oh my exactly. God. Yeah. Exactly. No, like I didn't have the the same like lenses that you have. <laughs> I don't think um, anyone should. It's a children's no, movie. No, with, the yeah. <laughs> with the Justin Sibian, like the the specific like that breakdown that it had already been broken down by people like before. Like legit, <clears throat> I pulled it up on Netflix just because it was around Christmas time and yeah. it felt good to like watch a like a movie that I thought was like kind of funny, but like wanted to like check it out. But when I watched it, because I, these are my frames of reference. Um, So there's this amazing book called Heavy by uh, KSA Lehman. And um, it's- We're going there this episode. Hell yeah, (laughs) go. (laughs) It's uh, it's an autobiography and um, it's about- him, he's a black man, and you know his mom. It was a um, like a really educated, like she was a professor, um, 
And he grew up like reading and she was incredibly intelligent, but, you know, was a human, right? And so there is a, a section where he goes to Smith College and he starts writing and he writes these like really impressive satires on white people and white culture specifically. And, <clears throat> you know, in selling with marketing, they they say like it's about the story that you're telling is the problem and the solution. And so if you can really articulate the problem, then you can sell your solution, you know, mm. but the first job is to articulate the problem. And, mm. you know, when you're nefarious, you say, hey, there's something wrong with you, Zach. And <laughs> for $79.99, you'll feel better about who you are as a human being mm -hmm. because you've got a lot of flaws. I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. I believe yeah, that I exactly. am flawed and I want whatever yeah. you're selling me. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so with that, like he, he, he's in this, like doing these writing these pieces and he's getting like locally like kind of like famous like people are giving him like high fives and stuff and his mom pulls him up and she's like dating this really toxic guy who he calls like the the liberator or the some shit you know he's just like talks the good talk but he's like full of shit but they get him on the phone and they're like we read your stuff like what are you doing and he was just like yeah i'm just like telling the truth and they were like you know you should really like focus on yourself. Like if you want to help black people, you need to talk to black people on the, on the campus. Like mm -hmm. your, who your audience is, like who you're writing for is really important mm -hmm. because it's going to fall back on you. So he goes to his editor and he says like, you know, basically as much like I want to write, I think I might have the details of the story wrong, but mm -hmm. this is basically what happened. He's like, I want to write this piece, but I want to write it um, you know, with this in mind, like with the black, other black students on the campus in mind. And the editor said specifically, listen, like in order to be successful, you're going to have to talk to white people. And this is who your audience is, is white wow. people. So I know like you think you're helping black people by talking to them, but talk to them in a way that white people would understand. And so they, the the opposite of that is focusing on your community as a part of liberation, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, just getting really saucy, um, <laughs> I was for a time uh, part of the uh, People's Institute for Survival and Beyond, and they do anti-racism mm -hmm. workshops, anti-racism. And so one of the principles of anti-racism is basically like, Racism is something that is done and so it can be undone, right? And so you have to be able to, like with marketing, describe the problem mm -hmm. and be able to get your definition straight, you know, but be able to like really shape out what is white supremacy, what is it, because it's something that's done. So <clears throat> with those two things in mind, when I watched Gremlins, I thought, yeah, this is super white. This is how white people are. Yeah, this is right. how people, This is how white people govern. This is how white people uh -huh. parent. For this sure. is how white people do community with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole like knowing that you have a predator in your community and everyone making excuses for them. Yeah. Oh, you know, right. Like, yeah, the whole cops. Yeah. Exactly. So like, and, and so it's like, this, did, no one expected the Gremlins episode to go this hard. And <laughs> I, am so I, am I love it. I love it. I am so great. You said 
weighed in the water. You were like, Hell I'm yeah. ready for it. I'm, so I was I'm like, low. I'll meet you. I'll All just right. meet Fuck you. Yeah. I'll meet you where that you take me. That was great. That's such so, a great point, though, about the whole cop scene. They're just like, no, this is like, there's no way. And they're like hanging out with the Mogwai for so long. Yeah. That's exactly. But for me, I want to, if we're going to talk about like, you know, breaking down white supremacy, it's like really putting the the lens where it belongs, right? And mm-hmm. it's like the movie, it's, 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 you know, the gremlins do represent blackness, definitely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But this is not a movie about blackness. This nope. is not a movie about model minorities. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that uses blackness and uses model minorities the same way that white mm-hmm. people use model minorities and black people Hell to yeah. build, you know, right. so to have their frame, you know, <laughs> so it's point. like, yeah, in order to like really understand, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what happens, like word for word. And it's really good because it was made by a bunch of white people who didn't, who knew they were making a movie about themselves, but didn't yeah. know what they were v- revealing about. Wow. They didn't know how, <laughs> yeah, uh, they yeah. didn't know how piercing their lens truly was. And you're right, yeah. like I say it's about these things. No, it's about whiteness, uh, yeah. especially oh, as, um, you know, nothing changes at the end. It's like you, he did. The, the guy's like, "You're not ready yet." Yeah, oh, yeah. how destructive whiteness is, and how like at the end of the day, like the white father had zero empathy for the destruction that he introduced to his own community. Yeah. So it's like it's like whiteness <laughs> eats itself. Like you think it's about preservation, but it's preserving a small few, just like global warming, you know, yeah. like it's like it all like it's all circling back. It's like, stop, please stop. My headphones are smoking from all of the fire that we yeah. just dropped. If, if I could make it dumber for just a brief moment, I also would recommend <laughs> uh, that you watch it with subtitles because he calls Gizmo Giz, which on my TV just oh, appeared please. as Jizz uh, over and over oh, wow. and over That's again. That's really nice. He does <laughs> also say Gizmo Kaka before he shoots a gun <laughs> yeah. at him towards the end. Yeah, which is, I guess they can speak. But also, by the way, to that same point, the news coverage of the entire event is they're just like, oh, yeah, it was like rioters. Everyone was, you know, free freaked out but it's just yeah. totally ignores like don't get us started yeah. miles anyway sorry yes. yeah i love it That's i'm really gonna move us on to some fun facts because we could talk about this all day and we should um <laughs> but i'm either going to uh make your life or ruin it when i tell you that gizmo was voiced by yeah. howie mandel <laughs> that's right i didn't look that up and holy shit <laughs> <laughs> blew my mind and i had the mistake of uh, figuring that out, uh, researching that in the middle of the movie. I went to go make a make some lunch in the middle. Got my fun facts. And it's, yes. it's really hard to look at Gizmo the same way when you yeah. know that Howie's behind the c- controls. And I will say about that, the most jarring part of knowing it's Howie Mandel is at the very end of the movie... Yeah, the, he says, oh, he has one more thing to say to you, Billy. And he opens the box up. And I, I he's a Mogwai, right? So he's not really speaking English, but he says, bye, daddy. He no, says, he doesn't. He says, I no, he swear. Miles. He goes, Miles, no, you're no, making no, it weird. No, fucking no. He says, bye, daddy. He says, bye, Billy. Says, I, bye, I'm going Billy. to put the audio <laughs> right in, right here. Okay, so tell me if this is <laughs> bye, Billy, or bye, daddy. No, it's no, right you there. you should play it at the end of the episode. Yeah, and let like, the people decide. <laughs> this is not a blue decide. dress, white bye, dress daddy. thing. He this is not like the thing. Yeah, that's right. Please. 
So, were, you, were you watching this with a ball gag or something? Because, yeah. I was in my I little sort of, yeah, I was in chain mail and no pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Bye, daddy. Bye, daddy. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I heard. That's I, I want you to be right. I more than anything. Um, well, uh, we talked before about how the fuck is this a kids movie? And actually, because of this and another Spielberg classic, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, uh, those two are credited with ushering in the PG-13 rating. <laughs> so oh, thank wow, you, yeah. Gremlins, uh, for yes. that. Uh, so let's talk about the creature design. Uh, one fun fact is that the reason they have no bright lights as one of the three rules is an old sci-fi trick. It is because they did not want to show the cost, the, 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 the gremlins yes. when they did not have to. Oh, that's yes. great. I also love that you don't see the Mogwai until like 18 minutes in. Like they yeah. keep it from you for a while. I will say one last thing that I remembered was in the kitchen scene, you can see someone's head operating the puppet that is the gremlin. No way. Yeah. In, oh, the, in the lower left. Yeah, in the lower left corner of the thing. I, and it's a quick shot, but I was like, that's someone's head. That is someone's head under the table kind of being like, <laughs> holding you know, we did puppet. brush over it, but like it is worth calling out how much of a joy it is to watch a movie with pure practical effects, all yeah. puppetry. Mm -hmm. uh, the the cocoons they hatch out of are all practical. It's just so fun. It's tactile. Obviously, it's goofy as fuck at sometimes, but man, it's great. The cocoons were gross. Oh, oh my so God. gross. They were so nasty. Oh. I was like, just smash them. You know how you yeah. get that irrational like rage when you oh. see like... <laughs> textures are like really gross and you're like i just want to smash that into oblivion yeah that's what i wanted to do with those cocoons they were disgusting it's like don't, don't let those things live it's so great and i also say i think that like the scene right before that where the regular mogwai are eating the chicken and you see their lips and they're like so disgusting it was awful. really close up on like their weird they're like oh man their furry hands yeah that was tough <laughs> oh, that was tough to see. So it was suggested that they should use puppets instead of the proposed stop motion idea. So as a compromise, mm. the studio suggested, what if we do a spider monkey in a suit? And so <laughs> you guys look horrified. I wanted what? to let that let that land for a second. Uh, That's so, horrible. <laughs> so they did a, a test at, at Joe Dante, the director's office, uh, in which the animal went fucking crazy when they put a mask on him. He tore the office apart and shat everywhere, covered his office in poop. Uh, Dante screamed at the trainer uh, to get the animal. Uh, and then uh, Chris Wallace, who... Uh, basically stopped and turned to him and said, so, uh, puppets? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a good behind-the-scenes story. That's a really good behind-the-scenes story. Yeah. Um, and then awesome. this one kind of blew my mind. This movie uh, was a huge hit, one of the biggest hits of the 80s. It was actually the fourth highest-grossing movie of the year. It mm. opened at number two the weekend that it came out because it opened the same day as Ghostbusters. Can you imagine? Oh, That's crazy. What a time. That was a crazy weekend. Ghostbusters is great, too. Oh, yeah. it's like, I mean, that's that reminds you me of when Drag it. Me to Hell and Up came out the same weekend. God damn. <laughs> Very yeah. different movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dra Drag Me to Hell and Up. Yeah. Yeah, that was the best weekend of my life. Uh, all right. Well, now this was so much fun, but the time has come for us to decide, is this movie a pleasure, a guilty pleasure, or just plain guilty? Shalita, we're going to ask you to, to give it a designation, but really this is your chance to, to kind of Give us a speech to the people. Should they see it? Why should they see it? 
yeah, fuck yeah. You should totally fucking see this movie. You know, like we fucking like we talked about it from the rooter to the tutor, you know, the whole thing. You know, we looked at it from the lens of 2021 and yeah. and and you know, looking at it for everything that it offered us about whiteness and white mm-hmm. supremacy, but also like what it offered us, you know, as far as like horror and like, you know, sometimes you want to be scared, but you don't want to be that scared, you know? You might want to laugh a little bit, you know? So, yeah, you watch the gremlins. Yeah. I think it's perfect. And it's the holidays, right? It's the Christmas holidays. You want to be subversive, you want to piss nanny off, auntie, whatever, put on the gremlins. You know that bitch? It's a holiday movie. The first five minutes is just nothing but holiday shit. Christmas. So, yeah, I think you should do it. Holy shit. I would not dare attempt to follow that. That is mm-hmm. uh, the perfect answer and will speak for all of us. Schluter, you are in a new scripted podcast series along with our co-host Garrick, who's not here, Haunt the Johnsons. Please tell us. I mean, made by literally some of my favorite people in the world, has some of the funniest people in the world, stars Kristen Schaal. What is this show? It is a wonderful little podcast. <laughs> it's like a, a blend between podcast and audiobook, right? Okay. And so real quick in a nutshell, the Johnsons, uh, I play Miss Johnson if you're nasty. Uh, is a psychiatrist, <laughs> and my husband, uh, you know, is a lovely man with many interests. Uh, he's per- currently writing a book, but our daughter is a preteen who uh, sees ghosts. So we move her out of you know the ghost, the haunted house that she was in, to unfortunately an even worse haunted house um, up in, uh, I think we're up in New York State. Uh, you know, fact check me on this. Uh, You'll have <laughs> to listen and see stuff. how much yeah. you got right. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I, I read it. But uh, but yeah, so it's my daughter trying to figure out how to live as someone who hears ghosts and helping the ghosts find out what they want from her. And yeah, it's just a wild little ride. It's a good little time. And yeah, it won't make your ears bleed. That's good. It won't make your ears bleed. <laughs> I mean, really nice. it, it, uh, it's genuinely, again, made by some of my favorite people on the planet, uh, near and dear to mine. So I want you to check it out for that reason. But if not, you got Shalita, you got Joel Kim Booster, you got Kristen Shaw, you got Garrick Bernard, so many more. I mean, it's just oozing, oozing with talent. I mean, who? who oh, Andy Peters, one of my great buddies, Kurt Brownler's in it. Like, God, <laughs> it's just top to bottom, does not stop. Um, Shalita, this was a blast. What a treat to have you. Where can the people find you? Oh, you can find me. Hopefully you can't find me. I actually try <laughs> not to be found by strangers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have a social media. It's my name. Uh, <laughs> when I do want people to know where I am, I post. But if, as you can see, it's not very often. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they can go listen to Haunt the Johnson's. And they can look forward yes. to you on the screen, big and small. And go watch you season three. What a treat. Miles, where are you? Miles Bond on Instagram. You can hit me up. Hell yeah. I'm at, <laughs> oh, Miles! <laughs> I'm at Corn Diddy on all the things. Uh, again, Shalita, such a treat. Lovely to have you. And until Thank next you. time. Bye, Daddy. He has something to say uh, to you. Bye, Miles.